Welcome back to another episode of This Week in Sports History. This week, this episode is a special episode as it's coming in the middle of the week, and we are actually not talking any history at all. We are mainly talking about Super Bowl preview, NFC, AFC championship recaps, and where the quarterbacks might end up this offseason. And on top of that, I've got a special guest with me, Jake Adams of the Luther College football team. What's up? And we will get right into it. Our first topic of the day will be the Buccaneers versus the Packers in the NFC Championship game, and a, a game in which the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won 31-26 to over the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field. Yeah, I mean, it started out, you got Mike Evans in the red zone. I mean, you can't really stop Mike in, in the red zone, first right. of all. Most unstoppable receiver in the red zone this season. Yeah. Can we agree on that one? Yep. But, yeah, 15-yard pass to him there. Get down to the second quarter. You got uh, MVS, Scantlin, you know, 50-yard bomb down the field. Aaron Rodgers there. That's about all MVS is good for, breaking <laughs> open the top of the defense, making the safeties have to play it true, not coming up the field. But when they hit, usually something great happens for the Packers. Yeah. That, that tied the game at seven apiece when Leonard Fournette would break that tie with a 20-yard touchdown run. And, dude, let me tell you, this was – I was getting so excited. So, I mean, for those of you that don't know, I'm a huge Bucks fan, but that was – dude, an electric run. You've seen it, right? Oh, yeah. Bust outside, and then the spin move. The spin yeah. move. But, yeah, so spin move after that, followed up by Mason Crosby field goal, then Scotty Miller to finish off the half. Now, that was a crazy play because wasn't there an Aaron Rodgers interception right before that? Yep, Sean Murphy bunning, bunning right over, actually, over uh, MBS, I want to say. I thought it was Devontae Adams. No, 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 no. Okay. Definitely different Devontae, one? yeah. That was a different one. Okay. Yeah. But that was the play where there was the questionable holding call, no call. Yes, yes. That, that put him the, in position to make the interception. Yeah, that was the first call that ended up, and then at the end, it was flipped around, and I think it, who was Kevin it? King. Kevin King, yeah. yeah. It was on uh, Tyler Johnson mm-hmm. right at the end of the game. Which I mean, that's one of those calls, though. I mean, you see his jersey or his undershirt getting pulled all the way, so there's no yeah. way you don't call that. The only question, though, is is you haven't called anything like that the entire game. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It wasn't really a questionable call. It was just a questionable call because they hadn't called anything yeah. like it earlier. It was definitely a let them play kind of game. Which you, I mean, that's what you want to see in a conference championship game. Though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you don't want to see flag after flag after flag. Definitely. It slows the game down, and it just isn't enjoyable to watch. Definitely not. So from uh, Scotty Miller, a third quarter rolls around. Cam Bright, Cam Bright spike. Touchdown, baby. <laughs> yeah, the tight end. Yeah, tight end, tight end. That's it. He was the uh, number three coming in this year after okay. Gronk came in in free agency with, with Brady yep. and everybody else. Um, and then O.J. Howard gets hit, gets hurt week, I want to say week three, week four. Okay. Uh, and that's when a break comes in. But before uh, uh, Gronk got to Tampa, I mean, Bray was their guy. Yeah. Bray was their number one. I mean, uh, O.J. come in, he's a great pass blocker. I mean, a great, great run blocker, but – I mean, Bray was really their guy, the uh, mm-hmm. big man out of Harvard, especially when uh, Fitzmagic was taking over for a little bit. Oh, yeah. And then, speaking of Gronk, he had that one huge reception earlier in the game, later in the game. Yeah, that was definitely the momentum shift because that's when Brady started to fall off a little bit. The pick started to trickle in. Yep. And so that was definitely the momentum shift that they needed. 
Yeah, because the the Bucks had gotten behind big, had gotten ahead big, and then let the Packers come all the way back and make it a one-score game. And then the pass to Gronk really set the tone for the rest of the game. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, from there, I mean, you get a Devontae Adams touchdown, you're closing the gap, closing the gap, but come up three and out, or three and out in uh, – Multiple Packers straight terrible. drives. Yeah, multiple straight drives. and uh, Especially I mean, after getting those interceptions, you can't go three and out and give the ball back to Brady. Yeah. It's only a matter of time. He won't stay in a slump for too long. No. I mean, they call him comeback kid for a reason, but he didn't have to come back this time. But yeah, if you would have, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, if, if, you, if, you, if you're the Packers, you come back 18, I mean, you got to be scared of Tom Brady. Yeah, because it, all it takes is one good Brady throw, and all of a sudden – this game's wide open and it's over. God. And Tom Brady, we trust, baby. Go Bucks. <laughs> but yep. So uh, game ends off of what we were talking about earlier. Uh, the field yeah. goal. That was a questionable call that a lot of people are yes. still talking about. Dude, I was me and uh, Christian Kirker. We're uh, we're sitting on the couch and we're like, oh shit, here we go. I mean, fourth down. I mean, I bet they score. I mean, I was thinking Devontae the whole time. Which yeah. didn't really have a big impact on the game. I mean, I mean, he had a couple catches, but like, I'm pretty sure MS or MVS had more. Uh, yeah, more Adams had than... Adams had nine for fifty-seven. MVS had four for one fifteen. But that's what happens when you get that big play over the top. Right, the yeah. fifty-yard yeah. really skewed the rest of the stats. But at the same time, I understand where Lafleur was coming from on the field goal kick. Yeah. I mean, you've got three timeouts in the two-minute warning still. Yeah. So at that point, you, you're you trusting your defense to get one more stop, which is never easy against Brady. But at the same time, Rodgers had the chance to run it in on third down and at least make it third, fourth and three, fourth and four. Right. And at least make LaFleur think about it a little bit longer. Yeah, I, it's just like when you look at it, it's a 24-yard field goal. It's not even a PAT. So, yeah. it, I mean – Automatic in my head, I'm thinking you gotta go for that. I mean, you, it's that's gonna make it a tie ball game for you if you get the two point conversion, which they had failed twice earlier in the game. It's also true, yeah. But yeah, overall, exciting game. It oh, kept yeah. me at the edge of my seat for oh, sure. Oh yeah, definitely. The craziest part about it was that the in week six, the Bucks had scored thirty eight unanswered on the Packers, and so when they scored the first touchdown, you're like, oh boy, here we go again. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was, oh, here we go. And then Packers come back next drive and score, and you're like, okay, this is going to be a shootout. It's going to be one of those classic goat versus goat shootouts. Yeah, and it really was until the turnovers started racking up that Aaron Jones' fumble really changed the tide of the game. Absolutely. And you also – yeah, that Aaron Jones' fumble. So uh, we were talking about it earlier before we started recording. But, yeah, uh, Jordan Whitehead. Yeah. Big no-name guy. He was. Uh, I was watching some stuff on him uh, earlier this week, and it was when he was getting drafted and everything. He was like, "Oh, you know, people need to stop sleeping on me." So, uh, the NFL Network got him on the show, and he he was telling the uh, people that run it or whatever the uh, the anchors. They're like, he was saying, uh, "I'll do as many push-ups, push-up contests. I'll beat anybody. I'll keep going all day." And so, three of them get down, and they start going. First guy, he he starts to fall off after a couple of minutes. I mean, these are these are guys that used to be like professional athletes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they're still strong people. Oh yeah. And but the so endurance is what really gets you. And dude, so it comes down to him and uh, 
Oh, gosh, I wish I remembered his name. I was talking about him earlier. He actually had a, a good predict. He he predicted Bucks Chiefs for Super Bowl. Okay. Uh, this year at like week one or something. But anyways, they're both going at it and they're going for a while. And then, but he's still going. He last guy still go. It falls off, but he's still going. I it, I tried counting it out and I lost track. It probably like I don't know. I think like seventy five pushups. Oh wow! And this guy's just still pumping them out, looking around. Nothing's going on. But yeah, Jordan Whitehead. I I love this guy because I mean he's. The real definition of like throwing your body in there, but then like safely, he had his head up. It was mm-hmm. just shoulder, and his head poked out the ball. But it was like you know, like face mask. You know yeah, I mean? face mask right on the ball, just like they teach you. Yeah, and it, he did it prior to the actual fumble that Devin White scooped up yet again. Yeah. But uh, it was on the sideline. I think it was same sideline too, and it just fell out and then just rolled out. Nobody yeah. kind of like noticed it, but you it's know, one of those though that the ball just kind of bounced. Yeah, it takes weird balances. It's like you never know which way it's gonna go. And why is Devin Devin White always there to just scoop it up real quick? Yeah, real question. He had he had the one against uh, New Orleans, and then he had this one, and it was literally just falls into his hands, bro. Yeah, it's just kind of crazy how sometimes he just happens to be in the right spot. Yeah, he's definitely one of those guys. I mean, he's he's one of those backers you can go sideline to sideline with. So I mean, he's always around the ball. Versatile, very. He's definitely he's. He's definitely was a Pro Bowl snub, snub first of all. Am I right? Him yeah. and Levante David. Okay, dude. That I think that that's the best linebacker core in the in the in the country in in the league. I, mean, I should say. But, yeah. Um. I mean, maybe I'm biased, but I don't know. I mean, when Devin White finishes the season with 100 and I want to say 16 tackles, and he misses the last uh, game due to COVID, yeah. you know, COVID protocols. I mean, that's pretty ridiculous. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, that, we're going to have to move on to the next game, but the next game will be Chiefs and Bills. The other game was the Bills and Chiefs, in which the Chiefs won 26-17 to after the Bills jumped out to an early 3-0 lead after a Tyler Bass field goal. The Chiefs answered back with a Travis Kelsey touchdown, and it was a back-and-forth game for most of the first half until in the second half when the Chiefs started to pile it on and the Bills really had no answer. Yeah, I mean, first half, I mean, like you were saying, it was a shootout, but at the same time, it just still felt like the Chiefs were dominating the whole time. It really did. I mean, the field goal early really made it seem like, oh, boy, here we go, because you can't kick field goals against the Chiefs. No. They can score too quickly, and it's hard when you have to – you've got to go down the field slowly and then make sure that you get in the end zone, Mm -hmm. which isn't what the Bills are made to do. Yeah, definitely not. I mean, and we've seen teams try to do it all season against the Chiefs, try to dink and dunk with field goals. I mean, it's just Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, Sammy Watkins, Sammy Watkins, uh, Hardman. Yeah. I mean, dude, it the offense is electric. How do you stop? Yeah, and then you you're talking about all the receivers. Think about the running backs that they've got. That rookie Clyde Edwards-Alaire out of LSU dude. and Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. It's like, how do you stop them? Because if you load the box to try to stop the run, all of a sudden Mahomes is burning you down the field with Tyreek Hill. If you play deep, Travis Kelsey's going to eat you up underneath. or Underneath the, and find the holes. Yeah, yeah the, the run game's going to get mean, going. With Le'Veon Bell, I mean, they don't really use Le'Veon Bell like they should. I mean, but at the same time, I mean, we don't see anything behind the scenes. I mean, what's going on at practice, you know? Is, right. he, is he really at the form that he was when he was in Pittsburgh? I mean, we haven't really been able to see. And I feel like his time in – New York really changed his viewpoint on everything. 
mm-hmm. because when he was in Pittsburgh, he thought that he ruled the world, and then he went to New yeah. York and got put in his place, quite frankly. <laughs> yeah. And then ends up in Kansas City, and just I feel like he's just saying, whatever you want me to do, I'll do. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, a uh, to go back to the Bucks. I mean, it's kind of like a LaShawn McCoy kind of situation. Yeah. LaShawn McCoy, he could have been – retired already oh but, yeah I mean, definitely let's sign this one-year contract and go chase a super bowl that's exactly what he's doing yeah absolutely it's like i remember when i first got the news that Lashawn, no Le'Veon bell was yeah, signing Le'Veon. with the chiefs that was just mid-season like, yeah yeah it was mid-season and it's like wait what they're getting another one <laughs> <laughs> yeah like oh Le'Veon? Le'Veon, really yeah but uh yeah so game goes on i mean it was dominant second half with the uh, chiefs i mean you only get a lone touchdown with cole beasley which cole beasley we we're talking about earlier the broken fibula yeah like how do you play on that for four games <laughs> dude he's tough he was talking about it and i i forgot what it, who was interviewing him but yeah he was just like oh i figured we'd try to get around for it so I yeah I, I played Flight till it's over. Yeah, and nobody ever knew about it. They knew that he had that knee injury and he had the knee brace on. Yeah. And then they were taping up his ankle in the wild card game. Yeah. And everybody figured he rolled his ankle or something. But looking back now, it's probably it was probably to stabilize yeah. it and hold that thing in place. Yeah. But I mean, speaking of toughness too, I mean, uh, or staying on uh, Cole Beasley. What I remember him most, like every time I think Cole Beasley, you remember it was like. I want to say like three years ago. He was and in Dallas at the time, he was, wasn't he? He was in Dallas. Yeah. And he gets a face mask in his head. Turned all the way around. You remember oh, that? Yeah. Where his head came this way and it turned all the way around. That's what I think. And that's when, you know, like honestly, I'm not surprised by him being like, yeah, I just, I just, you know, played through a, a broken yeah. fibula because mm, why not? I'm, I'm tough. But yeah. So to stay on that toughness thing, Patrick Mahomes, bro. Oh, yeah, coming back from the concussion. And then they said that he had an ankle injury on top of it. Yeah. It's like to come back and be cleared two days before the game even. He wasn't even a game-time decision. Yeah, I, I kind of think of the uh, the UFC fighters, bro. Like, uh, how what's the protocol on that? Because, like, I don't think it was a concussion. I think he got choked out. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I don't think any concussion protocol had to happen. I think he just got choked out. <laughs> and so what's the regulations behind that? How many days you got to sit out for just getting choked out by somebody? I don't know. He definitely looked disoriented coming up off the, <laughs> dude, after that. Dude, it's awful to laugh. It's awful to laugh because oh, yeah. it was so scary. Oh, but yeah, dude, definitely. When he tumbled and then came up, his eyes were wide, didn't know where he was. Yeah. It was hard not to laugh, but at the same time, it's so scary. Yeah, because he's the future of the league, quite yes. honestly. Yes. If he gets hurt and doesn't – has to retire early that's gonna hurt the league big time yeah definitely that's he's yeah he's the next I, I was watching some stuff and they're comparing him they're saying like you know his generation he's gonna be the Brady and Josh Allen's gonna be the Aaron Rodgers and uh Tua's gonna be the breeze without an yeah. MVP you know type stuff yep. but dude I mean Josh Allen in this game too to go back to the gameplay but Josh Allen in this game I mean he wasn't as dominant as you usually see him, but, I mean, he still played well. Yeah, those Chiefs D-backs really, really shut down the wide receivers. Stephon Diggs wasn't really much of a factor in that game, which really hurts Allen because then he's trying to play running back, quarterback, everything, because he was their leading rusher in the game yeah. even. I mean, you get ten only 10 carries with uh, Devin Singletary and uh, Zach Moss uh, only getting five there. 
I mean, you're only getting a grand total of 42 yards out of your two backs. I mean, that's yeah. exactly as exactly as much as Josh Allen had. So what? Quick math there. 84, 84 yards. yards. I mean, it's makes you think of the Ravens almost with how they play with Lamar and uh-huh. how the running backs usually are about as much as Lamar is, but. But at the same time, if you're only getting 84 yards, you're on offense. You're not going to be the same. No, or not the Chiefs. Yeah, same. especially when you can't throw the ball. You only yeah. had like 120 passing yards. Yeah, 122 passing yards. I mean, passer rating. Looking at it now, I mean, stats wise, I don't think. Uh, I don't know. Visually, didn't look as bad as the stats say. No, I would say. But of, yeah, definitely, the defense played well, kept the Chiefs under 30 points, which is quite impressive, honestly. Yeah. Um, Tyreek Hill didn't score. Kelsey's had two touchdowns, though. Of course. But it, it's hard to guard Kelsey, quite honestly. <laughs> he's, he's awesome. He's yeah, awesome. you put a cornerback on him, he'll outmuscle him. You put a linebacker on him, he outspeeds him. Yeah. And he's elusive, too. He, he's kind of yeah. shifty, too. But yeah. Now, now here's a good question for you. Primetime Gronk, right? Oh, yeah. I'm talking, yeah. like, mid-rings in, in uh, yep. New England. About 2017. Or, yeah, or Travis Kelsey. Oh, boy. Um, I'd honestly have to go with Gronk just because he was a better blocker. Dude. He was Because you never knew what he was going to do. That's exactly what I was about to say. He is, I think he's better run blocker. In the, like, he's better in the run game. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Especially now when he's down in Tampa. Oh, yeah. He, he caught one pass this weekend, but he made it count, and it was because he set up like he was going to block and then slipped out to the flat. Yeah, because he's been, he was blocking all game, basically. Yeah. He's a he's a great running run blocking addition for Tampa for sure. Absolutely. Um but then Tyler Bass missing that field goal. He's had a rough postseason. Yeah. He no missed kidding. a couple against the Ravens. Yep. Let let it be close. But then again, the Ravens missed a couple as well, letting making it even closer. Yeah. Sloppy. This postseason, really, there was a lot of missed field goals. Like, you can go back around. to the whole season, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Extra points weren't a given this year, which was crazy. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's really what you want out of the 33-yard PAT. But, like, we really haven't seen it too much. Like, you know, like, yeah. still. It's Even the first a... year they moved it back, they yeah. were kicking them at, like, 90-some percent. Right. Yeah. Definitely. But, yeah, this was it, it was definitely a year for – not the year for kickers, I should say. Definitely yeah. Not the year for kickers. Nope. <laughs> Unless your name's Young Hoku. Yeah. Young Hoku making the Pro Bowl. Now, he was good up until the postseason. He didn't play in the postseason. He didn't play against Tampa? Why, or, oh, wow. Wow. He's Did I say against? Wow. <laughs> wow. What am I thinking? What am I thinking, Ryder? I don't know. Um, but, yeah, he had a good season. He was good from range. But then he missed that game-tying field goal against the Chiefs week 16. Yes, that's what I was thinking of right there. Mm-hmm. Oh, young way Koo. But, yeah. So, our next look is going to be at the Super Bowl preview, yep. which will be the Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. Tampa! Moving on to the Super Bowl. In Super Bowl 55 in Tampa, Florida, will be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs. And first time in NFL history, the home team is playing at their home field. Yeah, that's kind of crazy that it's never happened before. Yeah, right? I, I figured that'd be something that, that would have happened, but I guess Over not. Over 50 but. years, you'd expect some. Yeah. You'd expect it to happen at least once. Right. 
And but, the closest anybody's gotten was a few years back when the um, Vikings lost in the NFC Championship yes, game. Yes, and that was the big uh, – what was that? Nick Step Foles. On, Nick Foles. That was the Nick Foles oh, year. Oh, yeah, Foles. Foles, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> That yeah. was the year that Stephon Diggs made the big catch yeah. to beat the Saints too, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking about. But, yeah, big game in Tampa. I am like – over I don't know. Moon. Words can't describe <laughs> how excited I am for this game. I mean, I I got my Tom Brady jersey hanging up right over there. I I'm ready. I'm ready. But uh, I was gonna I mean, say you don't remember the last time they played in the no, Super Bowl. 2003 when we won it. I was still two years old. It wasn't quite April yet. So okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I was two years old. So no way. But. I will say I do have a, a signed football from Michael Pittman. You know, uh, Michael yeah. Pittman Jr. Yeah, he plays his for the dad, Colts. Yeah, his dad was one of the running backs for the Bucks back okay. then. Okay, and so I have a signed football from him. Nice from the Super Bowl, all that festivities. But yeah, oh, yeah. Dude, now I'm getting to the game. Yeah, get to the game now. <laughs> but yeah, biggest matchup you're gonna look at: the goat versus the soon-to-be goat. You Question know? mark. Yeah, yeah, question mark, Tom Brady <laughs> and Patrick Mahomes. What are we thinking? Oh, my. Um, I almost think that you – they almost cancel each other out. The fact is, who's got the better weapons on the outside? Right. And right now, it's hard to tell. Yeah, so, I mean, Patrick <laughs> Mahomes, Tyree Kill, Hardman, Sammy Watkins. you Travis got Travis Kelsey, Kelsey underneath yeah. in certain spots. And then look the at the other side. Backs. Yeah, oh, yeah, and running backs, a layer. Uh, you got Le'Veon coming out the backfield. Who's yeah. the third one? Um, Williams, right? Yeah. Williams coming out of the backfield for uh, the Chiefs. And then flip it over to Tampa Bay. You got Mike Evans. Chris Great Godwin. red zone receiver. Oh, yeah. Chris Godwin. The deep threat. Deep threat. Then you got Scooter. Scotty Miller. And yeah. then you're getting Antonio Brown Antonio Brown coming back. Yeah. From, I think it was a knee injury. It was like hyperextension yep. against uh, New Orleans. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then you've got the tight ends. Tight ends too. Yeah, you got Gronk and Bray, and, and then yeah, Kelsey. I mean, shoot, Kelsey is beyond. I don't know. He's light years ahead ahead of a lot of tight ends. In the oh yeah. I mean, guys that are be able to keep up right now. I mean, I don't know if Gronk's keeping up with Kelsey right now. Honestly. I don't think so. I think There's the no only way. tight end you could even say could would possibly be Kittle, but he Kittle. missed most of the season due to injury. Yeah, I mean, next guy up, I think we got to talk about would be uh, TJ Hawkinson from Iowa. Yeah. Iowa boy in uh, Detroit. Yep, playing for the Lions. But, the question, though, is going forward, who's his quarterback going to be? <laughs> right, and we'll talk about that one later. But so weapons for Patrick Mahomes, we, we got into it. But scoring, what are we thinking? Oh, my, it's going to be – I'd expect it to be high scoring, but at the same time, if anybody's going to win, it's going to be defense coming up with a couple takeaways. And that's been Tampa Bay's forte here yeah. in these playoffs. I mean, coming from the wild card seed against uh, Washington, the football team. Yep. I mean, you get a couple defensive turnovers there, and then you come up huge against New Orleans. Three picks. Three picks. You get the fumble. And I mean, then you've got Drew Brees playing from behind, and all of a sudden it's hard to come back. Yeah, exactly. And then question is in New Orleans, does James, is James picking up that team? Is, is that his team now? The question is, well, Drew Brees hasn't announced retirement even yet. He's I, he's done, bro. Yeah, I'd be There's surprised no if he, he comes, comes back. back. No, 
there he's not no yeah. way he comes back but for me i think it's it's going to be a high scoring game as well it's going to oh, be a yeah. shootout but i think it's going to come down to another big dead and white play bro okay i'm telling you i i just got a feeling it's going to be a dead and white play or opposing side it's going to be Tyron Matthew. Matthew. Yep. Dude, he's been coming out big lately. Yeah, he had he, that pick against the Bills. Yes, and it was so quick. He literally came flying out of nowhere. wasn't on the screen. Yeah. Next thing you know, ball's in his hands. Yeah. It's like all of a sudden he's got the ball and he's going the other way. It's a huge momentum shift. <laughs> the and, honey badger, man. Yeah. Oh, my God. You think people counted him out after LSU, yep. after all the issues he had there. Yep. Rolling into the offseason after the Super Bowl, the main question is, where are the quarterbacks going to be? So, big one for me, Deshaun Watson. You, I mean, you see him going anywhere. I've seen pictures. Oh, yeah, he's going to New York. Oh, no, no, Washington football team. I mean, what do you think? Uh, it's hard to tell. I mean, one of the most intriguing qu- scenarios for me is actually the trade with Miami. Yeah. Sending him to Miami for and Tua and the third. Yeah. Then do you see the Texans taking Devontae Smith like you'd expect the Dolphins to with the third pick? Oh, see, tricky, tricky. I it's, don't know. I don't know. It's just like, what do you do? See, me personally, I I don't know. F- coming from Jamal Adams and Le'Veon Bell and, I mean, just other players uh, that all were in the league out. and stuff, they all wanted out of New York. And I, I don't know. I think it might be a, a toxic thing in – uh, like the uh, coach upstairs, the, you know, like above oh, coach staff yeah. upstairs, GM owner wise. I mean, something toxic might be going on there. So, I mean, if I were Sean Watson, I'm a, I'm a Sean Watson believer. I, I love him, but yeah. I'm saying stay away from New York. Yeah, his number he came out with his top two um, targeted destinations, and they were Miami and New York mm-hmm. for the Jets. It's like, yeah. are you crazy? Yeah, are you crazy? <laughs> I would like to see him go to Washington. Just so you get Ron Rivera feel because he's a good coach. He's oh, yeah. a great coach. He was coach of the year when he was with uh, Carolina, Carolina when they uh, won, won the, or went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, won the Super Bowl. They no. definitely didn't win the Super Bowl. No, they got <laughs> – that was Peyton Manning's last year. Peyton's last year. Wow. That's crazy. That that's, was another one of the, that's another one of those quarterbacks you're talking about. Yeah. But – and then, so, I mean, overall, I, I'd like what, to see him in Miami, though. Miami yeah. would be What do you think fit. about – a straight-up Watson for Stafford trade. No, it, it couldn't happen because they already parted ways. No, Stafford wants a trade. They've said that they were going to trade him. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't, see, I, I just couldn't see Deshaun Watson in a Detroit Lions uniform. At the same time, yeah. it's hard seeing Stafford go anywhere in. but Detroit, yeah. really. You know where it would be a cool fit for uh, Matt Ryan? I'm not Matt Ryan. Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford would be in Atlanta taking Matt Ryan's job. Okay. Ooh, I like that. Dude, he's a Georgia, he's a Georgia guy. Graduated yeah. from UGA. Yeah. Or actually, I don't know. I don't know if he graduated. Don't quote me on that one. But <laughs> he was the first pick out of Georgia. Out of Georgia. Yeah. Um, that's an interesting place to be. I don't know. You still got weapons. Julio might be gone. Matt Ryan might be gone. Todd Gurley's there now, though. Yeah, but you don't Who? really get a lot of production. Yeah, I was going to say, which Todd Gurley are you getting anymore, though? Yeah, you're not. You're definitely not getting the Rams. Todd Gurley, 1,000-yard no. rusher. Carry him to a Super Bowl. Yeah, carry him to a Super Bowl. With, with the defense. But Yeah, Jalen Ramsey. and Ramsey Ram- wasn't there. The Super Bowl? 
No, he was still in Jacksonville. Really? That was, yeah, that was the year that he was in Jacksonville. Hmm. Because they played um, New England in the AFC Championship game that year. Yep, yep, That was the year that they had that great defense, Mm -hmm. came up short against New England, blew it up. It's like, I would have at least tried to give it one or two more years and then blow it up. They went straight for the button. (laughs) Yeah. And so moving from Sean Watson, and then we got Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford, another fit. Sam Fran, what's going on in Sam Fran? Jimmy Garoppolo, is he gone? I don't know. It's like his contract's so big, though. Yeah, he's got a huge contract. He's... Yeah, he, which I was surprised they gave him when they even did because they gave it to him the year after they traded. He put he started one whole season yep. but missed most of it due to an injury and then got he's... that huge contract. He's been the, Every time he's been the starter for them and he's going to make – Big time plays and all kinds yeah. of stuff that they want him to. He's hurt, and so you do you still risk it again and stay with him, or do you bring in somebody new? I don't know. I think it's almost worth it to try to bring in somebody new if you can get him at the right price. Yeah, and I'm, I think Matt Stafford, he's going to be a, a cheap guy. Be- yeah, coming from I'd Detroit, it's like not a, a you have to give up a first for him. That's without a doubt. Yeah, the, he's Matt Stafford. Yeah. The question though is. Whoever trades for Watson, what are they giving up? Yeah, because Deshaun Watson is a weapon. Yeah, they did a poll. ESPN did a poll of all the GMs in the league. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them said that they'd give up three firsts for Watson. It's like holy cow, that's a lot to give up. But three first rounds, and when are those first rounds going to be? You're definitely going to give up your first round this year yeah you have to give up your next three almost yeah or three of the next four yeah that's it's crazy to think like Deshaun Watson is that valuable when I mean he hasn't really had too much of a postseason like no last year he won a game he He came back he did come back against the Bills though Mm -hmm. led him to over tied it up went to overtime and ended up winning the game right but yeah but yeah, the I mean biggest hottest commodity right now, Deshaun Watson. Without a doubt. I mean, without a doubt. I mean who else? I mean, Jameis Winston. We were talking about earlier with uh, Drew, Drew Brees. Brees. Is, that, it, is that his team? What what are we thinking, bro? Um, I think it almost has to be. You right. gave him you only gave him a one year contract, mm-hmm. but you you don't bring him in if you don't think that he's your future quarterback. Well, what about Taysom? I, I know in his contract he has he has like first ups. He's like, hey, mm-hmm. I get first ups when Drew when something happens to Drew. Yeah, and so him retiring might be a different story mm-hmm. because then they're looking for a full time starter instead of a few games. And then if Taysom doesn't get the job, I'm thinking he's out, which he, makes him he, is he going to be done? Is he going to be switching positions? I don't know. Is he, it's like he's got another year on his contract. He signed a two-year contract last offseason. Yeah. So the fact that he's got one more year almost makes me think they knew that the end was coming for Breeze, which yep. we all knew it was yep. coming here shortly. Mm-hmm. That rib injury really sped things up, though. <laughs> yeah. His wife, what she say? It was ribs, a punctured lung. Um, he had some. Labrum or rotator yeah, cuff. Yeah, and then rotator cuff, yeah. The plantar fascia. Yeah, yeah. And his foot. I mean, he, he, he was, was beat he, up. He's beat up. He's, he's an old man. Yeah. Hey, Tom Brady isn't, though. Hey, Tom Brady's 43, <laughs> living off the TB12 method, all plant-based. He's yeah. healthy. 
Oh yeah, healthy. I mean, yeah. he's even more. I I debate he's more healthy than some of the younger QBs in the league right now. Yeah, but I mean, it's almost like he's kind of has to because he's older. So like, you, yeah, he doesn't you know, have. Like you have to take care of your body a little bit more than these young bucks. You know? Yeah, that and he's always been a pocket passer. Yeah. He doesn't have the mobility that the rest of these up and coming quarterbacks have. Yeah. So it's almost like you've got to be ready for him to throw it, and he's going to sit in the pocket. Yeah. He's got to, He's going to take a couple hits. Uh, yeah, which was actually interesting to see. It was that Jameis was always getting hit when he was in Tampa, right? Yes. And Tom Brady this year, I mean, you add Tristan Wirfs to the line, but uh, – That's a huge addition, though. A huge addition, and he wasn't they, getting hit at all. I mean, and you got uh, Donovan Smith on the left side who is – honestly, I used to get so mad at this guy. Yo, just block, just block, just block. Because yeah. he just couldn't do it, and he's really stepped up. Oh yeah, sure. they leave both play. tackles out on an island right this year, which is unheard of to leave the right tackle out on an island mm-hmm. and pass block. You always chip with the running back or tight end or something. Yeah, and I mean, you also got Gronk too. When when they do chip, oh it's yeah, something dirty, dude. With Tristan Wirfs and Gronk coming off, just a nice little chip, and then Gronk goes and gets the backer, pancake yeah. backer goes up to safety. Oh yeah, it's. One of those things, it's like you never know what's coming with that team. Yeah. But enough about them. Yeah. So QB offseason. I, I just want to talk about San Fran for a second. That's going to be a That's pretty good team to play with. Yeah. You know, you, you can got, put a lot of different people in there. Yeah. And you got uh, Mostert coming back off of injury. Mm-hmm. You got George Kittle. You got um, some good weapons on the outside. You got those defensive players coming back from injury yep nick bosa solomon thomas both mm-hmm. lost for a season early yeah that d-line's dirty dude yeah solomon thomas is coming up for contract renegotiation though dude i i still understand. i if i was a sean watson i think that's the market i'd want to be in oh yeah I'm, that california market i don't know maybe it's something that it they definitely feed into the qb you know what i'm saying but yeah does he fit that kind of deal you know I think he almost fits it better than Garoppolo because he's got a little bit of mobility. Yeah. You, because then you put him with Kittle, who can run or who can run block better than almost any tight end in the league, mm-hmm. while still being able to go out and catch. Yeah. Because yeah. what most people don't realize is that Kittle actually held the single season receiving record for a tight end until yeah. Kelsey broke it this yeah. year. Yeah. It was like Kelsey broke the record, and then less than twelve hours later. Kittle breaks Kelsey's record. They're same draft class, aren't they? No, I don't think so. Maybe uh, Kittle's year before. I think they're one or two years off. Yeah, one or two years difference. Um, Kittle just resigned though a couple of years, like last off season. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you resign, then you guess he wasn't in his rookie contract anymore. No, he, no, his that was the end of his rookie contract. Yeah, that was the end. That's what I figured. Um, I don't remember if he was a first round pick or not. Did George ha- Kittle. Yeah. I think he might have been so. a second. Well, yeah, he might have been a second because I know that I think the year after, because then you had Noah Fant, TJ Hawkinson, the two Iowa boys. Those, first that was round. a couple years. A couple years. Wow. Yeah. Dude, I am off today with everything. <laughs> it's just everything seems to smush together lately. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah. That's about it, Honor. That's about all we've got for the QBs. So we'd like to thank you for listening to today's episode, special episode, that is. And we will be back on Sunday with our regular episode. Thank you.